Climbers, how much could your career improve if you had sage advice from 33 of the industry's top music managers, the top artist managers? That's what we're going to cover today. So hang out. We got some great stuff coming up. Cool. Welcome to the class. This is a show created to help singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to get all those things you want. If you're ready for a booking agency, if you're ready for a manager, if you're ready for that label deal, man, they're going to want to look at what you've already done. And that's why we created this show, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, C-L-I-M-B. See what we did there? I see. That's a... Baxter and him from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones recently in the Southern Gospel world. The machine is still going. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro do business like a pro, and then he regularly gives you the opportunity to connect with the pros. So you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Look, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Dude, can you imagine like hanging out with 33 different music, top music managers, and just asking the same three questions of each of them and see what they say? Yes, and then I just want to shut up and listen. Yeah. Because their stories are better than mine. That's what we're going to do, man. That's how <laughs> we're going right. to this out. There's some really big stuff in here that's really cool. And a lot of, I'm very proud to say, common themes that, there we, go. that we preach. Some common gospel and this new music business religion that we're, that we're preaching. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the, the tactics, the strategies and everything. So it's cool. Well, that's funny. That reminds me of like one time, <laughs> Patty tell me that it's like, hey, there's some other people that kind of work in the same space as songwriting pro. You know, other pro songwriters that are coaching and stuff and they're like yeah they kind of think you're like jacking some of their material this was years ago i was like no but if we're both right shouldn't we be kind of talking about the same things mm-hmm. so i'm like <laughs> may sound that way because you're if you're both right it's going to sound kind of similar so anyway that makes me think about that that's good to see common themes right from pros exactly like, that's got some weight some authority behind it that, that, that's exactly right. And I mean, not for nothing, if you're both like awesome bakery chefs, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a lot of the same tactics on how not to let your cake fall and all this kind of stuff. Exactly, like there's be a yes. lot of fundamental stuff that's in there. <laughs> right. That's really, really important. So yeah. So let's get to that. Before we do that, let's take care of some business though. Join the climb community. If you haven't already, it's our killer group on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. Uh-huh. This is singers, songwriters, indie artists, indie musicians like you together supporting one another. We give you several different places to every single week to shout out your wins, to shout out, show us your songs, show us your videos, tell us what's going on, where you playing, what's happening, and get support. We've got co-writers getting hooked up in there with successful 
revenue creating relationships that have been made in the client community. I love that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Brent and I, if we run across something that we feel would be beneficial, we're going to throw that in there. So it's in some ways, it's like a little sort of news repository or information repository. Mm-hmm. Certainly, I'm posting stuff in there. A lot of times that's the impetus for an episode that I create or whatever. Mm-hmm. So go there and join. Guys, you got to ask me let in, but we let everybody in. And one thing we like to do is shout out the people from the client community because every Wednesday we have Wednesday. We call it Wednesday Wins, but it's really called New Heights. Yeah. And what are we going on there? What are some yeah. new wins? So for this one, it is a climber, but I'm going to hop over to the Songwriting Pro private members, like Facebook group. Because this is a climb win, but she just posted it over in our membership Facebook group. So I wanted to share it. As for my friend Casey Baugh Lee, so Baugh Lee, yeah, nice. who, by the way, when she gets her her whole world going, she should call it Bollywood. I think would be cool. Her entertainment so empire, Bollywood. Anyway, so uh, anyway, her post is good morning. I've been listening to your video content challenges, and I'm so excited because I have a release coming up, and I just got done scheduling my content. Normally, I just melt down about promotion. These episodes challenge me to think outside the box on how to promote. I looked up my brand archetype and tried to think about ways to incorporate that along with what I was hearing on the video content challenges. To my surprise, yeah, I know, I know, she's a doer. So, to my surprise, once my brain started working, it was a blast. Where normally this is where I get, yeah, wait, say that again. (laughs) My nipples are hard right now. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? No, no, it's uh, all kinds of right. So, to my surprise, once my brain started working, it was a blast. Where normally this is where I get overwhelmed and totally crash and burn hard. But this was really fun, and I'm excited to see how this will help. No matter the outcome, I learned a ton and busted through some personal walls by doing this. I'm also on a music teaching business and can definitely pass along the information to my teachers. Okay, she owns a music teaching business. So she has a, it's called Maple Leaf Music. Okay company and so they they teach lessons and stuff so she's like i can definitely pass along this information to my teachers they're all getting the link to some of the content challenges and to help them with their businesses and also their personal music journey as artists so thanks so that's from casey man that's that's from casey and that's a win for her but i'm not sure who's big win for is it bigger win for us or for her everybody wins see when you serve people well everybody wins i, I feel like that. that's a win for us and for that is, okay, for the record, hold on, for the record, this is what I try to sell, like, so hardcore, this concept, I try to sell it mm-hmm. to the, the industry people and the, and the artists that I work with. I'm like, look, I know it's unfamiliar. I know it's, like, overwhelming. I know you think promotion's icky. Mm-hmm. I know, but once you just try to do some of this stuff, like the stuff we did on Video Content mm-hmm. Challenge and different sort of creative exercises, and we, we talked about it in terms of a video creation, right, like content creation, mm-hmm. If you just get, if you just embrace the fact, number one, you don't have a choice. Yeah. You got to do it. If you're going to succeed, you have to get your head around this. The only way out is through. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, your whole business model is set up on waiting around for somebody else to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And nobody's going to do it but on you. But once you take that step forward and you just decide to jump in and figure it out, then it turns out it's a really fun artistic itch to scratch mm-hmm. and you're not just doing it because you're supposed to and you have to yeah. because that's the only way that you're going to blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, Oh my God, I wake up today and I get to do promotion stuff. I'm going to shoot. So I'm so excited because I know I'm going to do it. And, and you're just, it's just as fun to create promotional stuff that turns people on to your music mm-hmm. as it is to create a song 
that makes somebody feel something because yeah. it's the next step. So when artists embrace that and then they start having epiphanies like this, like with Rick Monroe's team where all of a sudden the guitar player is like, I'm a ninja on Pro Tools. Uh-huh. I can be a ninja on Premiere Pro or on Final Cut Pro, which are two equally sophisticated uh-huh. video editing platforms that would compare to Pro Tools, right? They're industry standard stuff. It's overwhelming. It looks like a whole bunch of Chinese algebra. You don't know what the heck you're doing. And then you just do because you just do it. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Casey Pauly. Like, that's yep. awesome. Thank you. All right. Good job, Casey. All right. Follow the platform. Follow the podcast wherever you consume podcasts and make sure you tell a friend about it like Casey's doing because you know what? The more artists that we hear from with that kind of a story, these artists, these are the artists that are going to be making real money next year Mm -hmm. because they don't need anybody's permission now. They just put the last piece of the puzzle in place. That's right. Love it. So this whole episode here is based off of a Billboard article that came out a few months ago. The Billboard article is entitled How to Manage a Music Star, Advice from 33 Masters, a Crash Course in Management from the Best in the Business. And I just thought, wow, there's a lot of common themes here. Mm -hmm. There's so much to unpack about being a student of the game, about things they're trying to stay on top of to serve their artists. And about overall mindset stuff. So, and so these are people now that are attached to artists that you know, and a bunch of artists, honestly, that you don't know that I don't know, mm-hmm. but they're, these are big, big enough to make it into billboard. Right. So starting off number one, um, and I'm not even going to number them. We're just going to burn through these and we're not going to spend a lot of time on each one, but David Ali, I believe is probably the way you're going to pronounce his last name, Ali or Ali. His company is Above Ground Management. His key clients are Kalani, Rico Nasty, T. Grizzly, Larry June, Stormzy in the USA only, P. Lowe, and Dustin Conrad. So they basically ask three questions, and I didn't go through... I'm not going to relate all answers of all three questions, Mm -hmm. but the basic questions are what part of the industry should young managers know more about and study up on. Mm -hmm. But guess what guys, you're your own manager right now. Yes. So this is relevant to you. This is you. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is you. And when you get to the point where you do need a manager and you will get there, you still need to know this stuff. So you can keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. You, so you can intelligently inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. Another, so it's a, the three questions are, what part of the industry should young managers know more about and study up on? What's the smartest decision you made as a manager that helped one of your artists level up, like go up a level? Mm-hmm. And what's the most exciting thing or development happening in management right now? Mm. Those are the questions, right? So again, not... We're not going to hit all three of these from every one of them. I just kind of cherry picked out some stuff that I wanted to push to you guys. Cool. So here we go. So David Ali, we said that. So this is the, what part of the industry should young managers know more about? Young managers should study and know about every aspect of the business from touring, record deals, merch, digital marketing, hello, Hmm. distribution, publishing, day-to-day, and every single thing that makes their artist's business tick. The more you know and understand, the less room there is for things to go left or to be confused about. And to me, I mean, that just preaches, hey, be a student of the game. Like, understand all this. Like, it is, after all, your business. Mm -hmm. And if there's something that you don't know about, 
somebody else is gonna, and how can you possibly know whether they're doing you right or not? That's right. Bernie Cahill is the next manager. His company's called Activist Artists Management. His key clients, Dwight Yoakam, Bobby Weir, The Grateful Dead, Dead & Company, which he co-manages with Irving Azoff, The Lumineers, Alec Benjamin, Brittany Spencer, Empire of the Sun, Michael Franti, and The Spearhead. Okay, What part of the industry should managers know more about? Music publishing, licensing, IP, which stands for intellectual property and digital rights. We have all seen many intellectual property acquisitions in our in industry lately. This is like the Merck Mercurialis is what he's talking about, like the big companies, hypnosis that are coming in and buying up the catalogs. Mm -hmm. And while these can be complicated transactions, the results can help long-term career independence and gen generational wealth if the foundation is built and properly managed over an artist's career. So just to clarify, generational wealth, that means that you make so much money, you're passing on a boatload to your kids after you pass on, after you die, okay? Mm -hmm. One of the main differences that I see here, so now one of my comments on this, the main difference that, differences that I see between iconic artists and super talented artists that fade away is the artist's business acumen. Mm -hmm. I know, personally, a few multi-platinum superstar artists who are relegated to making, I mean, just like 5,000 bucks a month because they can still draw a crowd. Mm -hmm. They don't have real wealth because they didn't want to pay attention to any of that while the iron was hot or any of the other aspects of the business. And typically, not always, but typically these are, artists are, are bitter. Mm -hmm. They never seem to feel like they get enough respect from the industry or they got screwed over by the industry because they did. Mm -hmm. But it's, and it sucks that that happens. But that's the default setting. That's not a bug. It's a feature. Yeah, It's like, so what are you going to do to about me, it? This sucks. And I, of course, I don't ever do that to my artists. You don't do that to your clients, Brent. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very, very worthwhile people who really will care about artists in this business, mm -hmm. but you might not get to them right away. Yeah. Right. It, mm. it, you might have to kiss a couple frogs before you get to your prince. And I mean, Piano Man was written when w Billy Joel was waiting out a bad record deal and playing the piano bar. And exactly. And by the way, so from a from a well, let's just talk about an individual standpoint first. Mm. Like you're going to kiss a couple frogs. And so to me, being bitter about that and saying like somehow you're the victim is the same as sticking your hand into a bag full of pit vipers and then crying that you got bit. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, hey, you know this is going on out there, so it's up to you to put a glove on, right? <laughs> right. And know what the hell you're doing before you pull them out of there. And from a institutional point of view, from the record label point of view, if you talk to the Cody Johnsons of the world, if you talk to the to the artists like Ranger Smith, and Ranger Smith, thank you. Like when they created enough leverage to get that attention from the record labels, they spent pain smokers years, yeah. yeah, years turning down deals mm -hmm. because the first deal you're going to get is let's see how stupid they are deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because that's you're talking about publicly traded companies. That's just where you start. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. They're just like, hey, let's just put everything, let's just get them excited and see if they'll sign this, which is completely in our favor. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like the way I look at a famous quote from a tax attorney back in the early 1920s. His, his name is Learned Hand. And he said, there's two tax systems in America. He's talking about income tax. There's two tax systems in America, one for the informed, 
one for the uninformed, and both are legal. Hmm. Well, guess what? There's two kinds of record deals in the music business, right? One for the informed and one for the uninformed, and both are legal. Same thing, right? Wow. So these artists are, like I said, bitter. They don't understand the industry. They never took the time to learn the industry. And what's really sad, though, is they're just they're not in control of their day to day in any way, shape or form. And so therefore, their livelihoods depend on someone else who's willing to deal with their bad attitudes now. Yeah. And that low amount of money. And it's sad. So you know what? Don't do that. Yeah, I would say just real quick before we move to the next one, like if you look at anyone's like the top 10 list of like highest grossing like country artists or whatever entertainers like you might see toby keith on that list as far as high earners he's not the presence on radio that he used to be yeah but he owns a lot of i love this bars right yeah he's put his money in other places and he owns his and he owns his stuff now right he is his own label and all that stuff so he's still he's making a great living he may not be as as prominent as he was he's still making music so he's not a has-been, he's killing it just in a different way, right? Yeah, and you know what? On that note, to me, like, let's compare Joe Bonamassa, mm-hmm. who's completely self-contained. He's his own record label. He's his own management company. He's his own booking agency. Mm-hmm. He owns all the data. It's completely all orbits around him. He makes a comfortable seven-figure living. Is he selling out stadiums like Guns N' Roses or... Tim McGraw, no. But to me, that's the most amount of freedom and the best success you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Like we do it when we want to do it, how we want to do it, and for whatever reason we want to do it. And the margins are better. And the margins are better. And guess what? So's the art, not for nothing. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes him happier. He's doing what he wants to do. Yeah. Okay. So next is Andrew Gertler, AG artist. He's got one client, Sean Mendez. Yeah. No, what part kidding. of the yeah, he's a, he might have heard of him, right? <laughs> what part of the industry should young managers know more about? As old school as it sounds, I've always been a proponent that foundationally every manager should know the insides and outs of putting a tour on the road to the deepest possible degree. Knowing how to put people in seats called promotion mm-hmm. and how to engage your artist fan base properly live is the most important part of career longevity. What's the smartest decision you made as a manager that helped one of your artists level up? He says, I think my decision from the beginning of Sean's career to not pick up other clients and focus all of my energy into ensuring he achieved his goals was the smartest decision I ever made. So this brings me to one other like sort of byproduct of this episode that I want you guys to get is to help you choose too, right? Mm -hmm. Like to give you different points of view and helping you choose a manager when it's time to do that, okay? What's the most exciting thing or development happening in management right now? So this, uh, we're still on Andrew Gertler here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mendez, he said, I would say the most exciting thing about being a manager today is the ability to diversify your business and grow without having to pick up tons of clients. Hmm. The lines between the industries of music, TV, film, tech, and consumer products have blurred, and the skills you learn as a manager in music can translate into so many other things. That's huge, right? Yeah. Brandon Farmer, which is B Farmer Management, is his company. His key client is is Lotto or Lato. I think it's Lotto. It's spelled with an A, but I feel like yeah, 
I feel like that's what would make sense there. What part of the industry should young managers know more about? I believe young managers need to know more about how to work and create results under pressure. Mm-hmm. Especially when things don't go as planned. You have to be quick, a quick thinker to figure out how to resolve unforeseen issues. I love that Rick Barker story about Taylor Swift. Oh, when they were going to do the, uh, was the CMAs or the ACMs, whatever. The CMAs, and, the CMAs. Yes. And they had a bumps of people and they were going to bump her because she was low person on the totem pole and all this stuff. And they come up with the, what if she sings Tim McGraw to Tim McGraw and makes it a whole thing. And it changed the game for her. Yeah. Cause the show producers like, I don't need any more performances. I got too many performances. I need a moment. He's like, yeah. I got your moment. Mm-hmm. And dang sure did. And he just pulled that out of his ass y'all. And then he, <laughs> before he even talked to Taylor, he sold it to the producers like, great, let's do it. Okay. And then he went back and had, I mean, you want to talk about the dice are tumbling yeah. and juggling balls. Right. <laughs> so I call that the, the law of rock and roll. So y'all understand Murphy's law states that whatever can go wrong will go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as my father, who's a Marine, always says, seven P's proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's the thing the law of rock and roll states that Murphy completely underestimated the problem. <laughs> That's right. You will fail. Things will go wrong. Things like that, where you bust your butt all year long in that Rick Barker story. And then just get the carpet yanked out from underneath you, man. And you like before your butt hits the ground, while you're in the air mid flop, you got to come up with something new right there because you still got an opportunity, right? Yeah. It's just not the opportunity you thought you had. It's like they got pushed out of the airplane and they didn't build a parachute. They built a freaking rocket, rocket pack. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, so it's like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's the first. I mean, we had our, at the time of this recording, we had our first day of homeschooling yesterday. Mm. And sure enough, the first casualty of war is the plan. Yep. Yeah. All right. Pick it up, adapt, overcome. Let's go. Things change. You got specific. Overcome. That's a Marine sentiment for Mm -hmm. sure. Which supports the statement I'm going to make. The question is, how are you going to deal with it? Right. Mm -hmm. When you fail on social media, will you choose to hang it up and simply say, I don't get social media or I suck at social media and leave it at that? Or will you double down and obsess over your failure until you learn how to make it work? Mm-hmm. Right. And right. what's the smartest decision you ever made that helped one of your artists level up? He said, let the artist be in control. I like this. Hmm. Okay. Let the artist be in control. Our job is to advise and not dictate them. We as managers have to trust our artists vision and make that vision as big as possible. Guys, Look at the weight of that statement right there. Yeah. If your plan is to let the management be in control, that's a problem, huh? It is. You're not going to hook up with people like this who can make things happen because they're like, oh, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to hook up with the wrong manager who's like, oh, don't worry, we've got everything. Yeah. So I want all artists to hear these words. You have to be in control. You have to have the vision. You have to know all this stuff. So you can inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you're going to get piss poor performance due to lack of proper prior planning. Okay. That's right. One of my favorite managers, Adam Alpert, who is Disruptor Records and Management is his company. His key clients and his first client, by the way, I think, Chain Smokers, Dove Cameron, Jesse Murph, and Maude Latour. What part of the industry should young managers know more about? 
Managers should immerse themselves in the places and platforms that their artists' fan bases live. Mm-hmm. It could be TikTok. It could be Roblox. It could be in the metaverse, cultivating a fan base and serving them is more important than ever. So I'm thinking like how many artists we talk to, like, I don't get TikTok. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's where your audience is. Yeah. Depending on what kind of artist you are and yeah. who, who your fans you hope are there. Yeah. I'll bet you a bunch of you don't know what Roblox is. Or you're unsure what the metaverse is. And man, t- too many of you are perfectly happy proclaiming that you don't understand social media or all this fancy schmancy new stuff. Well, social media is in terms of like Web 3.0 is about to become like yesterday's news. And if you haven't figured that out, you're so far behind. You're still optimizing my space. Yeah. Like I've really got my top friends list really dialed in. Exactly. Exactly. This is a kid being a construction worker. And while you're awesome, maybe you're the best at pounding nails. Mm -hmm. You can't use a level. You can't pour concrete. You can't roof a house. And you're blissfully unaware of the new nail gun technology. Yeah. That's a problem. Be a student of the game, people. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got to embrace this. It's your business. Yeah. Okay. What's the smartest decision as a manager that helped one of your artists level up? In general, encouraging all our artists to tour as much as possible and make fans in real life, not just on the internet. I like that. Mm. What's the most exciting thing or development happening in management right now? Adam says, Web3, blockchain, NFTs, and what's possible in the metaverse is beyond exciting. The new forms of revenue and ways to fund an artist project, as well as ways to reach your true super fans and the infinite possibilities of the virtual world are incredible new developments for our industry. Right, guys, guess what? You're going to hear a lot in this episode Web3, blockchain, NFTs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're still stuck on social media, you're definitely not looking into any of this stuff. Yeah. We got to catch up here. Eric Duars, company is Duars Entertainment. His key clients are Raw, I think, Raul Alejandro, EIX, and Cowdy. What part of the industry should managers know better? Without a doubt, all digital platforms. That's where we live now. Uh. I'm not talking only about streaming, but also NFTs and other new opportunities that are available and which we need to be familiar with as managers, which means you need to be familiar with as an artist. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. The other basic area is shows and tours because that's the motor that allows artists to connect with their fans. Most exciting development, the ability to develop an artist in multiple areas from concerts and songs to NFTs, virtual reality, the metaverse, and the reach we have thanks to technology. Also coming out of a pandemic, being able to do live events again is very exciting. Austin Rosen, company Electric Feel Entertainment. His clients are Post Malone. You might have heard of him. Yeah. Ian Dior, 24K Golden, Louis Bell, Billy Walsh, Blake Slack, and Carter Lang, and El Guincho. What should managers know more about? Guess what? Web3. So many artists are able to tap a new audience and reach their fans in creative ways with NFTs, etc. It's a new space and a lot more disruption will come from it, meaning in the future. Uh-huh. So the more you learn about it now. Web 3.0, guys, so much more than NFTs. I urge you to go back and listen to the Climb episodes 266, episode 270, and episode 272 for a basic familiarity with blockchain, Uh which is Web 3.0, essentially, or a big, big piece of it, okay? Jorge Pepo Ferradas, company, FPM Entertainment. His key clients are Camilo, Evaluna Montaner, and Guila Bay and Lali. What are the most exciting thing happening in management right now? Management's role is being revalued. When you look at the most successful artists in the world right now, you see a solid management team behind them. I think there's new awareness in the value of a manager's role and an understanding of just how important good management is. We're going to touch more on that later on in this episode, okay? Cool. Virginia Bonetta, companies, G Major Management, key client, Thomas Rhett. Hmm. What part of the industry should young managers know more about? Love this. Brent, this is going to resonate with you. The human part. (laughs) There you go. It's still and always will be a business of relationships. Amen. Of people for people. Uh Relationships are huge. So for you songwriters out there that think you got the goods, and the songs, but you're just suck at relationships or networking. Uh-huh. No, that's like saying I, I'm a great skydiver, but I suck at packing the chute. <laughs> that's funny. That's good so one. now you're going to trust somebody else to do it and hope they do it right. Mm? Uh-huh. Or you're going to make damn sure yourself that that thing's packed the way it's supposed to yeah, be packed. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to suck at, at networking and relationship building, but it's not okay to stay there, right? Yeah. You have to improve. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. When I say like, when I, and, and thank you for clarifying that. When I say, when I get upset at artists who say they just suck at it, I just feel like that's the excuse for them to not do it. Right. Yeah. That's th- because I don't like to do shit that I suck at either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one does. I mean, nobody does, but this is not something that you like, okay. I could never compete with the premier vocalists of the world during my artist career, but that didn't stop me from having success. But I clawed my way to middle management in the vocal department because mm-hmm. I sucked at vocals. Hello. Okay. It's a situation, not an excuse. Yeah. It's a situation, not a destination. That's right. That's right. 
So what's the smartest decision you made as a manager to help one of your artists level up? I was once told by a legendary manager not to sign a bunch of talent. Focus on one artist you think you can break. Best advice I ever got. When I signed Thomas Rhett over a decade ago, I had a full roster of clients. A year or so into working with a young, unknown Thomas Rhett, I adjusted my roster and was able to really focus my time and attention on growing his career from the opening act he was to eventually arena headliner. Hmm. A big part of that journey was not sounding a lot of talent while we were developing his career. Focus was the key. So I think Ooh, there's a learning lot- to say no. Right? Oh, it's funny rough. that you say that. That's coming up soon. Oh, well, look at that. And the most exciting development happening. I've been in the music business since 2001, and it's an ever-changing, ever-morphing machine. It's an ever-changing, ever-morphing machine. I feel like I'm learning just as much today as the day I started. Mm. Boom. True. The second you think you know it all, from the business standpoint, you know nothing. Yeah. That's what that is. David Robson, company Leisurely. His key clients are Rufus Dussol and The Lastlings. What part of the industry should more managers know better? I'm always fascinated with learning more about an artist's fans, whether through observation, experience, or data. I think the most valuable thing a manager can do is dive into the world of your artist's fans and ask yourself every moment, how would it feel to be a fan of this artist at this juncture? Huh. Right? That's so huge. Know your audience, right? Oh, it's yeah. You're in the service business. Yeah. What's the most exciting thing or development happening in a management right now? There's no management without artists, and there are no artists without fans. <laughs> I feel we are on the verge of a lot of breakthroughs in Web3 that are going to follow artists and their management teams, or I'm sorry, allow artists and their management teams to build new types of relationships between artists and fans, relationships that weren't possible in the past. Cool. There's no right? management listen, listen, without artists. There are no artists excited without about web- fans. What's that? Yeah, there's no management without artists. There are no artists without fans. That's yeah, great. That's, love that, right? Yeah. And so, you know what? How do I get a manager? How do I get a manager? Be an artist. Get fans. Go make fans. Give them something to manage. <laughs> There's nothing to manage. Yes, that's it. That's so good. Dan. Yeah. Here's what you do. Create the traffic. Whoever owns the traffic rules the road. I should write some paper about it. You that. should, yeah. But it's the thing. It's like give them something to manage. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. So side note, go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y. <laughs> I actually have a free PDF download called Whoever Owns the Traffic Rules the Road. And it, it goes deep into this, guys. So free. Just tell us where to send it. That's okay? a good saying. I wonder who came up with that saying. I know. Um, uh, uh, I, was I had to outsource to a lyricist. <laughs> Next is Rebecca Leon. Lionfish Entertainment is her company. Her key clients are Rosalia and Tokisha, which I may be mispronouncing, or Tokicha. What part of the industry should managers know more about? Obviously, the basics, touring contracts, but right now, publishing is huge, given all the collaborations that are happening. Mm. The metaverse is something people have to get familiar with, embrace, and get educated on. Mm. And consumption trends. If you really need to follow those consumption, you you really need to follow those consumption trends and know where your people are listening and discovering music. TikTok, for example, came out of nowhere. We have to know what's next. There's a lot of 50 cent words in there, isn't there? Like, yeah, guys, get over it. Like, I got to tell you this. This is sophisticated. This is real big business. Okay, you're mm-hmm. a big business entrepreneur. The music business has always been sophisticated mm-hmm. and continues to get more sophisticated, but it's not rocket science. Yeah. Okay. And you can, if you can work Pro Tools, 
and you can work Premiere Pro, then you can learn this stuff too. At least get a working knowledge of, of each facet of this business. How do you get that working knowledge? Ah, now you're asking the right questions, right? Exactly, yeah. Smartest decision you made as a manager to help one of your artists? My number one thing for every artist is the power of no. Hey, Brian. Hey, here we go. That is the one thing I learned that really helped me level up with Rosalia. Sometimes you gain more from not doing something than taking an opportunity that appears to be excellent on paper, but applied to the day-to-day of your artist may not work. Mm-hmm. Right? So another way to kind of put this into a beautiful, articulate sentence, every opportunity is not opportune. That's right. So that I feel like when you say that phrase in your head, say it with me, every opportunity, opportunity is, is not opportune. opportune then it allows you to feel better about saying no and you don't feel like you're screwing somebody over because you know what? This just isn't opportune. Yeah. Most exciting development happening in management. I just love this for the sake of the content. Like all the female managers that are coming up. Kayetana Smith from my team, Dina Sahim, Alex Dispersia from Pharrell's team, Kaylee Nash from Rock Nation. These women are all superstars and it's really exciting to see the girls get into the management positions. I like that. Cool. Dre London, London Entertainment, key clients, Post Malone, Pila Yawa, Dezeko, Jay Lawrence, Caesar, the Emperor. Industry young managers should know more about contracts. Read your contracts, publishing, performances, different avenues of revenue. Mm-hmm. The type of money you should make from a brand ambassador deal. Learn about sync, right? Are you guys all learning about all this stuff, man? Yeah, Because I'm fascinated when I speak like with even with industry people, like label people who truly don't understand how revenue works on a platform like YouTube. Yeah. When there are people, many, many, many people that are making high six figure and seven figure incomes just on YouTube. That's a revenue stream that may or may not be appropriate for the artist that may or may not work for the artist. But but how are they going to know? How are they going to? Yes. Come on. Are you all aware of your potential revenue streams? How many of them are there? What do they look like? Mm -hmm. Have you written them down on paper so that they're up somewhere where you can see and you're constantly thinking about it? Because, Brent, in the same way that you have that calendar where, you know, you put all that stuff on there to keep track of stuff. Yeah. Man, it's like when you're looking at that and you're like, "Ah, I still haven't looked at any revenue streams for YouTube yet. Mm -hmm. I still got to learn more about that. I promise you. It's going to appear. An article is going to appear out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Revenue streams on YouTube. And you, oh, I'm going to go read that article. Exactly. Yeah. Smartest decision you made as a manager to help one of your artists level up. After Post's Stony album released in December of 2016, I funded Congratulations music video out of my own pocket a month later. And it was like gas to a fire. Mm. After releasing that video, the song really struck a chord with an audience. It quickly hit the top 10. It was played at every graduation, basketball championship, etc. You have to learn to trust your instincts. Cool. Most exciting thing for developments happening in the management field right now, a lot more flexibility for managers to chart an artist's destiny because the fourth wall has been removed. The fans now decide. Mm. Once they do, there's a direct connection between the artist and their base. So, again, this is for you. You're the manager right now. Mm -hmm. More flexibility for you. Chris Cappy's next. Make Wake Artists is the company. Key clients, Luke Combs, Nico Moon, Haley Witters. I love this name. Flatland Calvary. Have you heard of these guys? They're, that's killer. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't really heard their music, but I've heard the name. Oh, that's a great name. I don't know why it just is so rolls off the tongue so well. Yeah. What part of the industry should young managers know more about? I'm a true believer in knowing the fans, going to shows, 
talking to them in line, talking to them at the merch table, watching the show from the crowd and truly immersing themselves into the fan experience and seeing it through their eyes is so important. Uh You can't appreciate the relationship a fan has for a band unless you stand shoulder to shoulder with them and feel their experience. Yeah. Tricky for artists to do, obviously, in a live show. But I think about Mark Maxwell that we had on our show before, mm-hmm. a few years back. Mark heads up the biggest local Louisville cover band called The Crashers. This is a cover band. These guys all have businesses, families in town, yeah. but they do this for fun. They're a cover band. They're supreme musicians. This little side project of theirs grosses a half a million dollars a year. Yeah, their show is amazing, and they'll they'll run the gamut in a set list from Uptown Funk and go right into Double Vision from Foreigner. Mm-hmm. I love their set list, and I remember talking to him about it, and he's, he's like, "Man, I'll just always be asking people like in the grocery store. They'll come up and they'll say, Mark, oh my God, you're from the Crashers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what song you want to hear? <laughs> yeah, he's asking them like, what do you want to hear? Yeah, and when he hears the song enough, they put it together and they do amazing job at it. You mean they're in the service business? Exactly. That's what I mean. Well, weird. Most exciting development happening in management right now. I think the power we have to get out to more people now worldwide and build that connection with fans from anywhere. Mm -hmm. This is key. The days of end caps and distribution Mm. deals to get your music out are done. Yeah. Having access to get it right to fans ears with a couple of mouse clicks is pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, man. That's amazing. Jeff Robinson and Jeannie McLean Williams, uh, MBK Entertainment. Key clients are HER, H-E-R, that's an acronym, Tierra Thomas. And what part of the industry should more managers know more about? Today's business, young managers have to wear many hats, digital marketing, content creating, mm-hmm. A&R, et cetera. This business built on relationships and as a result, understanding people and behavior is essential. So in addition to marketing courses, it doesn't hurt to take a little psych course here and there as well right understand how people think and why they think man Uh most exciting thing or development happening right now for management there are no limits to how you can build expand and diversify into tech branding and touring space really exciting and i'm going to add that the only limits are your lack of education on any particular platform or about the business your lack of education about the business and your creativity yeah Ola Ali, company is OTF, her key client is Lil Durk. What part of the industry should managers know more about? Booking, booking, booking. Even though you're a music manager, you should always study up on how to be properly involved in the guidance of your artist. Study what booking agents and agencies know. Study how they set things up and how they organize the logistics of doing a show or a tour. When I first started with Dirk, there was no real interest from big agencies or viable agents to take us on as clients. Does that sound like any listeners out there? Uh Yeah. Even though we tried to make people see what we saw in Dirk, they weren't really any takers at the time. Key note right here. Here's the takeaway. That forced us to adapt and do it on our own, which I'm so grateful for now. Yeah. Instead of bitching about not having a booking agency that's going to help them out, they just did it themselves. Hey. Where does that idea come from? Mm-hmm. Knowledge is the key, and knowledge provides leverage. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it stops individuals or companies from taking advantage of you and your client. Wow. That's massive. It is. Smartest decision you made as a manager that helped one of your artists lay up or level up, stay out of the way. Hmm. Four years ago, Dirk and I 
we're having a conversation about music and he was like, look, man, I got the music part. You just take care of everything else. And looking back on it, that was the smartest decision I made. Just follow his lead on the direction of the music. Cause at the time he knew where he wanted to take it. He saw it and I believed in him. So I just played my part. And obviously he played his part real well too. Yeah. And I'm going to add that, you know, trust me, little dirt minds, the business, as well as the music. His manager is a very strong, clearly an important creative force in all things management for this artist's brand. And he handles the day-to-day workload of that management. But Dirk keeps his fingers on the pulse of what's happening. And he knows what he's expecting. This is not a just hop on the ride kind of a thing. Most excited development uh, happening in management right now from NFTs to MoonPay to crypto. It's exciting because it's something new. And I'm still learning what an NFT is. Hmm. But anything that's new in music, managers should at least have some knowledge about. Yeah. John Peets, Q Prime South, Eric Church, Brothers Osborne, Ashlyn McBride, Brett Eldridge, Marty Stewart, Brandon Ratcliffe. Those are the key clients. What parts your managers know better? The ever-changing ways that people discover, share, and consume music. Don't assume the way you do it is the way that others do. Yeah. And I think that one of the biggest things Daredevil does is we have to remind people how differently people consume music on a digital platform versus how they consume music on a broadcast mm-hmm. platform. Oh, man, I was, having, I was having a write with an artist recently, and we talked about, because he does a lot of thinking about how he talks to people doing online and different things, and, and I shared with him your story about Axl Rose on the dinner table versus in a stadium going, get your hands in the air! And just talking to you like you're talking to one on digital, because it is, it's one at a time. It's one to one, just there are a lot of ones on the other end. But, and he was like, oh, it just kind of, you can see his head change a little bit on, that rang his bell right on there. How, oh, to, yeah. how to talk to some people. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I always, the bell ring I always have is like, hey, man, I know you sat around with your best buds watching TV. Y'all have listened to records together, listened to music mm-hmm. together in the car. You've gone to live shows together. You've gone out to eat together. These are broadcast platforms, right? Now, when was the last time you all sat down and you streamed your device to the big screen TV and y'all looked at your Instagram feed together? Right, yeah. And they just look at you like, ooh. And I'm like, hello, it's one to one. You better start thinking like that. So guess what, guys? This stuff doesn't stop. It's always changing. So stop being frustrated by change. It's like being frustrated by the weather on a daily basis. It's always going to happen. So it makes no sense to waste one ounce of energy complaining about how fast it's changing. Mm -hmm. Just start learning. Okay? Smartest decision they made that helped one of your artists level up. I love this. Give them permission, quote unquote, to be themselves. Mm. And I think artists need to remember that. Most exciting development happening, arrival of the implementation of blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. Wow. That just keeps coming up. It does. Kevin, Coach K. Lee, Quality Control is the name of the company. Key clients, Migos, who are huge. Lil Baby, Lil Yachty, City Girls. What parts should young managers know more about? They need to pay more attention to the details of artist development. Many now rely on social numbers and don't see the bigger picture of all the goals and steps in so many parts of the client's development that need work and attention consistently. Hmm. So be a more well-rounded artist, right? Yeah. Smartest decision he ever made to help one of his artists level up. I know what I don't know. Hmm. And that is when I ask for help from experts so that I can expand the team to better help the artist grow. There you go. 
That's how you level someone up, by delegating to the best in any area that aren't your strong suit. And in your case, because you don't have the budget to do that, guys, you have to level up yourself. Like you have mm-hmm. to know what you don't know and then go learn it yeah. the best you can. Or even in, the, in a case like the, oh gosh, Rick Monroe, right? Uh-huh. Now, it was a guitar player that said, oh, I know how to write the guitar player that is a Pro Tools ninja, but it's like, I can start doing this editing stuff. So part of it may not be just you. Right. Yeah. If you do have a band, if you have some people that compadres, that sort of thing. Hey. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, just yeah. throw that out there. I know. I love that. And that's it. Yeah. It might be within your own team mm-hmm. where somebody can turn that corner and have that epiphany, but you're going to have to lead yeah. and say, we're going to embrace this mm-hmm. now. We're going to get good at this. I remember after seeing mannequin that first time I got my butt handed to me when we signed that management company to the management company, I went and saw like the best band they had. And I was feeling pretty damn good about myself until I walked in that band started. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And after the first set, I had to get my, my breath. I had to take a minute and have a cocktail and get my breath yeah. and realize that we had a long way to go. But then the second set, I think I barely heard half of it because my head was spinning so fast on, okay, here's what we're going to mm-hmm. do now. And that's what I brought back to the band. This is what we're doing. We got to get way better. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and everybody's like, let's go. Yeah. They, they were right there because they all wanted it. We all wanted it. And we did it. Because we decided to. Amen. It was just that simple. My most exciting thing happening in, in management, digital tools to help us see where to focus and put our efforts or best grow and maintain fan bases for the artist. Managers, we know the culture, we know the vibe, we know the vision, but having access to data has really broadened our scope. So that's huge. And then this will be the last one that we'll cover right. right here. So Chris Thomas, Range Media Partners is the company, key clients, Jack Harlow and Houndmouth. What should managers know more about? All managers should dive deep into the intellectual property elements related to music. Mm. I came from a legal background, pre-Instagram days. It Mm. was boring as that may be. I do think it's essential to truly understand why it is the music industry and and not just a hobby. Touring income is important. Merchandise sales are important. But the art at the center of all of this is the music. Those intellectual property rights are foundational for an artist understanding what they own and what they can do. Smartest decision he ever made to help one of his artists level up. When I first joined C3 Management in 2014, it opened the doors for me to help my first client, Houndmouth, level up in the radio world where I was a bit clueless. I learned a ton and the band had their first number one in a platinum single release one year later. Keep in mind, it's 2014. Mm-hmm. The second decision is when I decided to become a managing partner at Range. We have a massive film and TV division, and Jack Harlow was primed and excited to land some opportunities in that space. And now he's got a starring lead role in a reboot of White Men Can't Jump and a massive role. So he's saying, what's the most exciting development happening in, in management right now? Management companies are becoming better than ever at helping artists utilize and maximize the value of their intellectual property and ideas in general. That may be an artist's master recordings or their publishing, but it also can be with their idea for a television show, a feature film, a clothing brand, documentary, a spirit or beverage company, you name it. Mm -hmm. It's built to take any of these ideas or bits of intellectual property and turn them into real income generators for our clients. So the takeaway on this guys is that you need labels less and less these days, or a better way to put it maybe would be the role that you imagine labels to, to have with you which is they scoop you out of obscurity and just put you into the machine and and start making money for you. Labels are taking more of a venture capital role and a marketing role these days. Yeah. And they're buying small businesses and helping them grow and adding fuel to the fire. But these businesses have to have vision. They have to have leverage. They have to have movement. 
And think of a label now more as a, a partner as opposed to like the Omega omnipotent force that you need to make it in your career. I mean, it's, it's like getting drafted to the league, right? It's like if yeah. they don't, are they going to take you out of high school if you're a football player? No. They want to see how you develop and if you get ready for the big time. And you're gonna if you're ready for the big time, you're gonna have people trying to trade up to get you. That's right. That's right. If you're not, you're either gonna go undrafted or free, go the free agency route and try to show up and try to hang on like a tick in a armpit to a team somewhere. But if you make yourself valuable, they will mm-hmm. want you because why do the Colts or the Packers or whoever wants a player? Because they're gonna help them win. Yeah. And winning puts money. Yeah puts butts in the seats and puts money in the pocket. And that's what they want. I love it. That's what they want. And, they, and they, that's, what, that's what's going to get them to buy into you. So you don't go, well, I'm just going to hope I get drafted and they can develop me, make me a really good player. They ain't got to do that. They're big, good players out there. That's what the college ranks are for. Yeah. High school, college, that's to help develop them into pro players. Yep. That's right. Then hopefully the NFL can level them up and take them up another notch. But they're not going to do all that development. They don't have to. There are other players out there. They become students of the game. And then, you know what? Like within those ranks right there, the people who got to the show, right? Uh Who got to the pro league, baseball, football, basketball. You've got plenty of them that are broke, living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And you've got some of them like I think of – LeBron James, who are freaking billionaires. Yeah. Because they diversify. They become students of the game and business as well as their talent for playing basketball and create a generational wealth, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is such an important conversation to have right now because more and more artists are going to be able to do this every single year. That number's ratcheting up mm-hmm. in double digit percentage wise. It's growing quickly. I got one more I want to share with you at the end because this was just, there's oh, so I, much. I got to think real quick. So, talking about, Okay, so you talk. About, I'm thinking about like endorsement deals, right? So you got your bay, you got your pay that you're making from the league. Mm-hmm. Where you really level up is endorsement deals, other business opportunities. So you think about like a Peyton Manning and a Tom Brady. Yeah, they mm-hmm. both of them killing it with endorsements and other opportunities. Now they have different brands, don't they? Yep. Tom Brady is doing like the the Gucci stuff and the the male model kind of stuff, right? Yep. And Peyton Manning is playing into the I'm just as white bread and kind of geeky, but I'm a heck of a player, but he leans into that kind of goofy his commercials with um, what's Brad his face? Paisley. Brad and, Paisley are so good. So <laughs> Tom Brady's not doing that. Yeah. Cause that's not his brand, right? Yep. He even has a brand, not just like one of the best quarterbacks ever. Right. Yeah. And same thing with Peyton, like they lean into kind of who they are and their branding and that helps grow them even, even further. So anyway, I just think that's and, and interesting. Who your audience is like, but yeah, like I was thinking about like the K- Casey Baugh. Is that yeah, right? they did the uh, the video content challenge stuff, and yeah, yeah. And she was talking about taking the brand challenge, and she did that, and 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 she has a better idea. Most artists that I talk to, if I ask them who's their audience, and they say, "Well, the people that come to the shows." Well, that's no, that's who's in the audience. That's who's in the audience. But here you have like several different managers saying, man, know who the audience is. Like they're just talking to them, asking Mm -hmm. them questions. Like they want to know more about how this person thinks and how they feel and what their day-to-day life is about Mm -hmm. because that helps them get the music in front of them at the right place at the right time. So last one here is Noah Asad. Remos Entertainment is his company. Key clients, Bad Bunny, Carol G, Eladio, Carillon. What part of the industry should managers know more about? The art of facilitating. Hmm. 
I think it's the most important word for everything that we do as managers. Learn how to be more facilitators instead of just decision makers. Like, do it. Mm-hmm. Not talk about doing it, but do it. Execute. Your ideas are shit without execution, right? Yeah. That's Gary V. What's the smartest decision you made as a manager that helped one of your artists level up? Listening to other people and receiving all their information. Mm-hmm. Learn from other people's mistakes. Mm-hmm. I think the best thing I've ever done is listening to other managers, people who've been in the industry for years, and how they handle the ups and downs of everything. Yeah. Keeping in mind, everybody has the ups and downs. They do. And then finally, the most exciting development happening in management right now. We'll end it with this because this is such a good note. We're back to where we were in 2015, 16, and 17, where it's not about quantity, but it's more about quality. Mm. Right. Great music will keep pushing and we'll and will keep prevailing. And the, and they're also talking about not quantity of followers, but quality of followers. Mm. Right. So it all comes back to that real stuff. So so guys, there it is. I hope that helps, man. That's a lot of different points of view that are very, very similar. And these are all the man this is the type of people that you want to manage you. Yeah. And if in and right now you're the manager, so you need to do this for yourself. So you know what? What happens if one of these management companies says yes and wants to come and talk to you? If you can't speak intelligently with them mm-hmm. about this subject matter, man, that's a turnoff too. Wouldn't it be for a management? Be like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It seems a little, a little naive yet. You need, you're still, I think you need a little bit more time to, to grow. Let's put you back in the ground and let the roots grow out a little bit more mm-hmm. before you're ready to work with us. Because how are we supposed to get out of your way and follow your vision if you're looking to us just to make you famous? Or to get you more fans. Mm-hmm. So there it is, guys. So, hey, download the free PDF. It's entitled Whoever Owns the Traffic Rules the Roads, a gift from Johnny.com. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.